My name is Sister Prince, and today is September 1st, 1989, and I am interviewing Vesta Pruitt for the St. Louis Oral History Project of the Missouri Historical Society. Mrs. Pruitt has lived in St. Louis for most of her life and is now president of the Committee for the Aviation Mural Project Success uh, called CAMPS. Thank you. You were born in St. Louis. Right. And you uh, raised a family here? Yes, I did. Uh, tell me about the effects of segregation on yourself growing up. Well, as a child, I really didn't know what that was all about. I had a very happy home. I lived in a very happy, loving home. And uh, <coughs> as I learned later, blacks entertained in their homes, and that's the way I, I was brought up, by being entertained in the homes. There were no worthwhile restaurants uh, that we could uh, go to, but uh, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of that, because as I say, there was always something to do, and uh, many pleasures, and I did travel some. And I was not aware of the prejudices that existed as a child. Where did you travel? Well, um, one of the things I did was travel back and forth to Denver, Colorado. I had an aunt and an uncle there mm -hmm. and lived with them part-time and attended school there mm -hmm. various times. What was your date of birth, Esther? January 16, 1914. Okay. Uh, when you traveled to Denver, did you notice a difference? Were things different there than they were in Denver? In St. Louis? No, they were more. Uh, as a matter of fact, there were mixed schools there mm -hmm. at that time. So, and there was no discussion of racism in my household. There was not. We were just. What we discussed was loving people and caring about people, and there was never that type of discussion in my household. But the fact that there were mixed schools in Denver at that time, and there were here, that didn't. No, I wonder. Not really. Not really. Okay. Um, we had good teachers who were interested in the, in the students, mm -hmm. and uh, it was not an unpleasant situation. And as I say, prejudices were not the main subject in our household. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't hear a lot about that. When did it first? Uh, when did you first notice that there were some places you couldn't go? Well, as you grow up and you know that there are places you can't go when you become a teenager, uh, I'm Catholic and uh, the, the uh, church that I attended was really the only black church at the, well, okay, black church at that time where we attended St. Elizabeth's Catholic Church. Um, but that was just the church we went to, getting to our. It's okay. And, uh, it, it, I attended also St. Anne's Church mm -hmm. on Whittier and Page, and there, were, there was a definite inclination to seek, uh, this is as a teenager, seek the black people, and that word was not used then, uh, in a section. There was also a section where the pews were roped off 
and we did not accept that. We attended church every Sunday, and we removed uh, those ropes and sat in those seats. You literally, physically removed the ropes? Yes. And no one bothered you? No. Um, the ushers looked very angry, but we ignored that. That's mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. So, um, you, how did you raise your children? as far as segregation was concerned? Did they ask questions? Not, no, because uh, actually I taught them that the color of skin is not important. If you look at me, you may not know what I am. And therefore, there were all colors in my family. Mm -hmm. if, you the, if you would meet my three children, there are variations in color. For the sake of the tape, Vesta is uh, very, very light in color could possibly pass. I've done it many times, but not to pass. I went where I wanted to go. If you want to ask that question, I went wherever I wanted to go and took friends who were reluctant but could have gone and took them with me. Friends who were uh, darker in color than you? Well, similar in color. Mm -hmm. Similar in color. Um, all right. Um, when things began to open up and you were able to go where you wanted to go, um, how, how, did, how did that work for people in your family that had not been used to being able to go as you? Well, the people in my family could go anywhere they wanted to go, so you see, um, it was not a problem. But however, having children and as I say, variation in color. Here's the thing that happened that I will not forget. I taught my kids how to go about uh, the city on their own. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I taught them how to do was shop at a very young age. <clears throat> I have one daughter uh, who is brown. And I took her in the downtown sector to shop. I'm teaching her to shop, nothing about Invariably, when she would get up to the counter, she was overlooked. And then at a particular time, I would step up to the counter, and the lady behind the counter would ask if what I would like. And I would simply tell her, my daughter is here shopping. She will tell you what she wants. Then, when the purchase was made and paid for, I would simply turn to the lady and say, I am very sorry that you don't feel well today. And she would then say, well, I thought that I was feeling good. I said, no, by your actions, I know that you're not feeling well. That was my rebuff. Tell me this, Vesta. As you watched other people, how did you, how could you assess how people handle the fact that they now could go places, whether whether it was your family or yourself, go outside that area and tell me. Well, people were happy. They were glad and, and happy to know that they could go and they were just normal people. And uh, they were happy to know that they could go many places that they had not gone. Was there a reluctance? Was there a fear? No, none at all. I think that at 
the time of change, the one change was when uh, all the Catholic uh, schools were integrated. That was a big lift to many people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the first people to announce that they would have a, a, a restaurant open for everybody was at uh, Sticks Baron Fuller, which is now Dillard's. Uh, it was a hole in the wall in the basement. Um, downtown store. Yes, it was only a downtown store. There was no other. Um, um, let's see, Bamford's, which is extinct now, made no announcement. They simply did it, which was a much nicer way to do things. Uh, let's see, there were people who did not want to open up their facilities. And uh, as a matter of fact, I went to a meeting where the, the young Mr. Pope of the Pope restaurants mm -hmm. Pope was up on the stage, right, mm -hmm. on the stage, and uh, they asked him why he did not want blacks. It was a mixed group, and I think it was held at the auditorium and in the in this restaurant. And he made, he turned very red, and he said that uh, the people said they didn't want them. People don't care who sits beside. That's a rarity. As a matter of fact, Sister Prince, I don't know whether you are aware of this book called The Black Lie. The Black Lie? The Black Lie. It was, it was put out, and it's not on the market, it's not in the library, by a man who took his wife to the Chase Hotel and recognized that there were some black people sitting there, and it, he had the food before him. He left and wrote this book that if he had the money, he would take all black people and put them in one area and they were not to leave. I was handed that book by a Caucasian gentleman to read. And he says he will never ever go to any facility where there will be black people. Young man, young lady. I read that book. A white person gave that to you to read? Yes, Under what did. circumstances? Best well, as a man that uh, in the business that I was working for, I made friends with. He was a customer. He's, and he offered the book to me to read. And said that he would never go anywhere? Not the man who gave oh, me the oh, book. No, right. no. Oh. How he came by the book, I do not know. Mm -hmm. But he, he offered it to me to read, and I certainly read it. So uh, that doesn't change anything, you know. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be people who don't like people and people who do like people. Mm -hmm. uh, let's move to, to Wendell Pruitt. And your relationship with Wendell Pruitt. Well, Wendell was a very fine young man. Uh, he grew up, was born and raised here in St. Louis and uh, was well liked by everybody. I still am in touch with many people who praise him to the highest. It's a wonderful thing to hear. He is my brother-in-law, but he 
seemed to visit our home when he left here, after he left here, he seemed to visit our home more often than he did the rest of the family. And I suppose it was because we had three children and uh, he just liked to be around us a lot. Would you explain on the tape who, who Wendell Pruitt uh, well, Wendell Pruitt is Captain Wendell O. Pruitt. He flew with the three, although he was not given that title, that incidentally they didn't give blacks the title of ace, but now he does receive that honor, just by word of mouth, and on a few, in a few books. Um, and he came back here uh, in April, um, sorry, in December of 1944. And Mayor Kaufman declared Wendell O. Pruitt Day, and he was honored by the whole city at the city hall. And uh, from there, he went to Tuskegee to teach flying. But to quote Wendell, they were given obsolete, old, obsolete, worn-out planes. Those are his words. And and my husband and I, who took him to the Union Station to see him off was that we were the last ones in the family to see him alive. Um, he simply said as the last remark about those planes that they're nothing but flying coffins and that is where he met his death. He went up in the plane that caught on fire, he didn't hardly get up. And that was the end of it. In what year was that? He died the same weekend that uh, uh, that President Roosevelt died. And it was I, April of, uh, I believe, of 45. Right. Um, so Wendell Pruitt was a Tuskegee Airman. And would you tell what a Tuskegee Airman is and why they are called that? All right. <coughs> Tuskegee Airmen. They were a group of men who wanted to fly. They were they were rejected many times, uh, but but each one of them who acquired the status of being a flyer or who were accepted at Tuskegee had to be a college man, not necessarily a graduate, but they had to be in college. And Wendell at that time was attending uh, Lincoln University, and they had been to many airfields and. From one to the other, they were rejected. And uh, they finally... By the white Air Corps. Well, not only the Air Corps, but the whole government mm -hmm. was rejecting them. And they, the, the big remark was they couldn't be engineers. They couldn't learn anything. It was ridiculous. So the Tuskegee Airmen were a group of black... Pilots. Pilots, uh, college men right. uh, who were brought together to Tuskegee Institute uh, or Tuskegee. Well, not the Institute, yeah, but they Tuskegee. built a flying field there. Okay. And, <coughs> um, and they formed a it squadron. Finally did. Several. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he became an ace. And they flew in, they were in Italy. In Italy. In Italy. Mm -hmm. and were support for the bombers, Absolutely. escorts. Met one of the bombers last Sunday. Met one of the I met one of the men who flew, flew in bomber. the bomber mm -hmm. this past Sunday. 
at Jefferson Barracks Museum. Oh, now they have a, we're talking about uh, Jefferson Barracks now. They have a um, exhibit called Black Wings, which uh, dates, which um, deals with the entire uh, history of blacks in aviation. In aviation. Yeah. And, uh, how exciting, tell me about that. Well, the, it was really considered a reception to which there we were, some of us were invited, although it was open to everybody. But we were sent invitations to come last Sunday. And uh, nothing was new to me because I have seen the original in the Aerospace Museum just maybe a few months after it was put together, mm -hmm. yes. And, uh, but it was very pleasant, a very pleasant experience and it was nice to meet and greet other pilots and people connected with the Air Force. What did the uh, pilot, the, bom the bomber pilot, have to say? Well, he was talking to my friend Chris Newman, who, whom you know. Yes, and who was in uh, Tuskegee Airman. That's right. And uh, he just came up and shook his hand, you know, and he said, I don't know you personally, but I know you helped to save my life, and I want to thank you for that. And they, I left them because I thought they needed to talk together, mm -hmm. but I thought that was beautiful mm -hmm. for him to say that. Yes. And a nice experience. That's mm -hmm. the second one we've met now, you know. Mm -hmm. The other one we met out at, uh, at the uh, History Museum when the, the Saturday was set aside for Wendell. Oh. Yes, there was one there. All right, well then, then they had a Wendell all right, this is when Wendell came back. No, 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 I'm speaking just recently, oh. don't you know? Oh, yes. Wendell Pruitt Day at your museum. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman came hoping he would see that some, maybe a pilot would be there that flew with that group. Uh -huh. and, and sure enough, Chris was alone. Wasn't that a beautiful, and they just, they embraced. It was, everybody just applauded him. Mm. It was a beautiful experience, almost tearful. Yes. Um, all right, let's go back to when Wendell came back and there was a Wendell Pruitt Day. Mm -hmm. And this was 1944. 44. <coughs> mm -hmm. Tell me about that day. Well, uh, after the, the Mary Kaufman declared that particular day for Wendell, uh, the um, weather turned very bad, very extremely cold. There was to be a parade, and that had to be called off, but the people had already gone into the streets in the downtown sector, and the police were lined up, so they sent out messages through the police to tell the people to come to the rotunda of the city hall, and it would be held there because it was just Nobody could blow horns or anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody couldn't get in there. So it was rather cold because the doors were held open where other people could hear outside. Mm -hmm. So it was a beautiful experience. His mother and father were there and uh, his sisters mm -hmm. and his, his uh, brothers. Was it integrated? I mean, did white people come to you? Oh, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'd like to inject that uh, prior to this particular day, there were large placards made with Wendell's picture on it. 
and they were placed on an easel at the top of every escalator in famous sticks and vanities. The people that I have interviewed that knew Wendell um, have everyone unsolicited has has remarked on how handsome he was. Yeah. That uh, even men have used the word beautiful. That's Wendell. Did he know it? Very unassuming, very low key, just a real sweet, lovable, very very lovable affectionate person. No, he was not cocky or any of those items. And many girlfriends. Many, many. <laughs> uh, there was a story that you had told me about one of the department stores that had allowed these pictures to be put up, but there was a problem about um, eating there. Oh, I'm not following you. Uh, in these notes that I have, when we spoke once before, um, well, that actually was before they opened up the restaurants, that incident back in 1945. Right. You had mentioned that they had the department store, they had a picture of it, uh, and yet there were other blacks trying to be served or that they, w they weren't well, serving, they were honoring him, but they, well, they weren't. Not, I mean, I'm not aware that that happened at that particular time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if that statement was made or maybe it was misconstrued mm -hmm. because... Uh, no, I think it was just the idea that, that you were trying to tell me that, that they were honoring him and yet, it's on the other hand, the prejudice uh, for the majority of blacks was still well, let me say this in answer to your question. Maybe this will resolve something. Uh, during the time that he was asked to make, to get up and say something when they were honoring him in the city hall, his first words were, I'm only a representative for all of the flyers. He said, this is not an honor for me. It's for all of them. I just happen to be available. And his final words were, I hope and pray that when this war is over, that the four freedoms will be in full effect. Those were his final words. There was a record made of that. I have not, I have tried very hard to get that record, and I haven't had any luck. Who has it I, his sister had it, and the, they, she and her husband have died. The son lives in California and has sold the house. And there were many artifacts left in there, and the man who bought it will not, uh, he will not uh, cooperate with me at all. So, and now he's moved to Washington, D.C. He's probably sold the house, so I guess it's lost, really. Um, all right. So... How did people feel when, um, or what other reactions were there to, to that day? Were there, was there a follow-up? Was there anything past the day? Uh, you mean the Wendell Pruitt's day? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I think that we actually came home and 
and had dinner and uh, that was about it. A lot of things weren't in the making in those days, you mm -hmm. know, where you could say have a big reception or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That was it. Right. However, Lincoln University honored him also. Mm -hmm. After his death, they had someone to paint a portrait and we were invited up to that occasion on a particular day. This was after his death. Oh, yes. And then, uh, is there anything you would like to say about Pruitt Igo, which was public housing that was Yes, made? I would like, there is. Uh, many people have been mentioning the Pruitt Igo. Uh, they turn their nose up, they frown on it. Expressions of disgust in their face. And I do, would like to defend that because originally when those projects were built, they were for low-income families who were really proud to have a nice new place to live in. They took care of their little homes. I have visited in many of those places um, when they were first built. But then the format changed as to who was handling the monies and they begin to put other groups in there like welfare and they don't didn't seem to care what they did but, or how they took care of anything and it began to deteriorate. And this what you see is the end result. A demolished buildings, you know. But a, a, in the beginning it was a beautiful experience for many people and a and a uh, fine tribute to Wendell. Um, now, as we said before, you're president of the Committee for the Aviation Mural uh, out at Lambert Field. It will be. Uh -huh. would, you, would you give the background of how that came to be and how you came to be involved? Well, surely, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, and why there's a need for it. Well, <coughs> I followed as you know, the newspaper carries everything that's news. So I followed the, the sojourn of, of uh, Reinhardt, Siegfried Reinhardt, through his painting of the mural, and just almost daily there was something in the paper. And his mural uh, of, never dreaming. White, of white aviation. Yes, but that. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I assumed and took it for granted that it was just about the whole aspect of aviation. I don't have those prejudices in me, so I try to think positive about everything. However, when it was unveiled, it was in the evening, and I didn't go out there because I don't drive at night. But I did get out there, and I found out that there were no blacks anywhere on the mural. And I became incensed. Were you shocked? Right. I totally, yes. And I became incensed. I was very angry. And I decided that something has to be done. Some people are going to hear me. I didn't know which direction I was going, but I was going to be heard loud and clear about this. And uh, I then called a young man who is on the airport commission and talked to him. I just knew him casually. And uh, he said, well, what do you, I said, I'm really angry and I'm going to do something about it. And he said, what do you plan to do? I said, at this moment, I don't know. After having 
no sleep the night before, and this thing built up in me. Uh, he says, well, hold on, and I'll get back with you. Later on in the day, he called me. He said he'd been out to the airport and talked to Colonel Griggs, and they had a real round robin about this, and he suggested that uh, get a committee together. And that's how the committee started. I was not president. There, wasn't, there were no officers. He just named a group of people. And that's how we got started. What year was it? 1984, November. And actually, it didn't start until the first of the year because that was running into the holidays. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to be bothered with meetings during holidays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's really how it got started. And Somewhere down the line, I guess I was the only active lady and that there was another lady, but she wasn't active. She just had a name on our stationery. And uh, the gentleman simply said, we're making you president today, and that therein lies the story. Um, did you know when you first got your committee together, how, how long did it take to know exactly what your aim was going to be? Well, actually, I you was... Did, you did not know what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to do something. Absolutely. And being a novice, I've never been involved in anything like that, but you have to sit and think and get your directions and, and mm -hmm. discuss them and, uh, and come to a conclusion as to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's how, what we did. How long did that take? But what were the other ideas that were thrown in? Well, we just, uh, we, we, all the meetings were held here in the beginning, right around my dining room table. And uh, we began to decide that uh, if we wanted a mural, we had to have artists. So I then began to ca call friends. I knew no artists. I called friends and asked them if they knew anybody they could recommend. Mm -hmm. I said, I, I, I know nothing. Like a babe in the woods lost. and. Uh, I thought, well, I better get this out the way so that when we get ready to do that, we'll have what we need. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed quite a few, and uh, that's the one thing we did. And then we had to go about becoming certified with the state and the IRS, which took quite some time because the IRS is very hard on you. Oh, wow. Just when you think, and we had a lawyer drawing up papers who would not admit that he knew nothing, and we knew nothing, so we didn't know he was not doing it right. And each time we send our papers into the IRS, they'd come back. But finally, I found an ally, and she began to tell me little things to do. And uh, actually, we were, uh, we, we, our time ran out with the IRS, mm -hmm. and we, we were just, thrown away, but she said, go right back and do it again and send it back in and within two weeks you'll be certified. Because that was really heart rendering at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, from then on we just began to get on the ball and moving right along. Alright, moving right along means you needed money. Right, and of course that means going out and getting well, we got a fundraiser who was located in Louisville. This is another brand new experience that I knew nothing about. How do you go about getting money? And a, a friend did come to us and say, he tell us. I guess they just want to make it look sleek and everything. 
But that's why I said if the little red light would come on, yeah, that Any, would tell you. Anything. 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 Okay. And a friend came and, and suggested this gentleman in Louisville. Mm -hmm. And uh, we meditate with him and he came up here to my home. And uh, we then went over to the Balaban to meet the other people. Had breakfast there and discussed this. And uh, chose him. Uh, he made many inroads by letters, but you see, I guess we must have gotten hundreds of letters back from these various companies he had made contact with who championed our cause, but they, in essence, they said they had to take care of their own hometown. Mm -hmm. And uh, so therefore, uh, we had another talk with him. He was trying. Uh, plus he had his other businesses to attend to and we said we need somebody right here in the city because this is where it's all happening and we need people who will be sympathetic to their hometown and that's yeah. St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So he gave it up and uh, our, my daughter who is uh, in that type of thing, she decided. What she, type of thing? Coming up? Well, uh, she does this. Uh, she's not necessarily a fundraiser, but she's in advertising, and she used to talking to people, and she could handle it. Okay. And uh, so between the two of us, <coughs> excuse me, we have uh, gone out into the city and contacted uh, big corporations and getting some results. Now, when you contact the corporations, to whom do you speak to over there? Someone in charge of community affairs. Mm -hmm. That's who and you ask for. Do they listen? And for the most part, we've had one or two who says, "I just do you do you are you asking for money?" Just like that, very rude. And I say yes, and they'll simply say, um, "Well, just send a one-page letter." Now. Other people who are interested will ask you for your credentials and indicate that they want to see them. And we are prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And we also have a proposal and uh, copies of our credentials that we, we send to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go into their building and talk to whoever has asked us to come in. All right, now that's, that's more or less the business end. Mm -hmm. Now, you had a, um, you have a historical part of it. All right. Because <coughs> it is, if I'm understanding correctly, it's, it's. The whole history of the black, black and aviation. aviation, absolutely. All right. Now, is that just St. Louis or is that? No, that will be inclusive. 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 So you will Any be black anywhere so connected with the Similar to black wings, really, in a way. Well, that's really what it is. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, when, uh, when, uh, when we did choose our artists, they were just sitting here discussing the many places that they would probably have to uh, con contact our go to, mm -hmm. like maybe the Smithsonian and Tuskegee Institute, that sort of thing. Because Black Wings came from the Smithsonian? Oh, yes. 
<clears throat> I'm sure they have several of those programs that they allot out. Uh, and you know, they haven't had it very long themselves, the Smithsonian. Oh, really? Oh, no. It's very new. Very new. Uh, however, when they mentioned that they would have to travel and so forth, and I said, no, you won't have to leave the city. I said, because I have a gentleman that I will introduce you to who can tell it like it is, literally, because he lived it. And so therefore, I introduced him to Chris Newman, and he was so prolific, he was so helpful, until we decided to take him into our organization as our, and name him our historian. Oh, Chris is? Chris is our historian. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, yes. And see, he's low-key. Yes, very. He's, he never brags. If you want to know about him, boy, you have to pull it out yes, of it. Yes, I, I found it. it. I found that when I worked with him. He's a dear. Mm -hmm. He really is. Yes. If very you ever met his wife, she's the same Very wife. gentle. Yes. Um, all right, so you, you've got that planned. And now, uh, had you chosen your artist? At that point, yes, yes. we have. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've been working about 18 months. About 18 months. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, when did you? Uh, what did it? I guess after you did all this, then you could draw up a a financial statement of just how much you needed. Uh, well, actually, what, no. Let me say this. When our contacts were made with the IRS, that is a prerequisite to getting your certification from mm -hmm. them that you, since you're going to be deemed a not-for-profit organization, mm -hmm. you have to initially make a mm -hmm. statement in writing how much you're opting for. So then you had to really do I, all I, this before you... Before, before you we did anything, anything else. Yeah. The historic part and the... All of that was incidental in a sense. But you needed all that to know how much it would cost, didn't you? No. Did you I didn't have any idea. I told you, we were like new babes in the woods, novices. I'm still a novice. <laughs> I'm trying to make you plan this. <laughs> no. I, how could you when you don't know what you're doing? But the lady was helping me, and uh -huh. she said, right now, I have to make a statement to her. And I opted for 600000 because in talking to her, she informed me that when you go out and ask for monies, that you're going to get more than you ask for. In other words, the artist who would want 290000 you may get more. And the likelihood is that you will. So you have to, have to account to them for every penny. If there's a penny left, you have to spend it. In this paper, it says that you had you have raised about 165000 of the 290 needed. That's for the artist. Oh, that's see. for the artist. But you see, she's telling me that you will get more than that. I hope we do, you mm -hmm. know. And at the same time she's telling me this, She's also making a statement that I will have to tell her what I will do with X amount of dollars over the amount that we pay the artist. And all this had to come right off the top of my head talking to her on the phone from here to Chicago, long distance. I had an 800 number I could call her. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Mrs. President, what did you tell her you were going to do with the excess amount? <laughs> again, again, this novice came up with what is in her heart. I wanted black history back in the schools. That was my first priority. Secondly, I said scholarship. Thirdly, I wanted to, and this is, sort of grew out of the desire to get this mural, was to bus senior citizens and school children to the airport, have a person on there who was knowledgeable and articulate who could explain the various panels. She was satisfied with that. Good for you. Good for you. Um, all right, you're, you're, you're much closer now to your dream of opening this, um, and that is going to be when? Uh, our artists uh, opt that they will be finished the latter part of November, uh, and of course we have to uh, work along with the, the airport's regulations. They do no building, they do nothing in the way of work at the airport during the holiday season because that is their busy time. Mm -hmm. uh, I have that in writing. Also, uh, after the holidays, then they have to get with their contractors and work out a plan and they, they uh, the closest they can get is the first of, first of March. So then everything would have to follow after that. Uh, Vesta, how close uh, in proximity is this mural to the one that Siegfried Reinhardt did? You mean how close is it in distance? Mm -hmm. Well, really, uh, if you had a long arm, you may be able to stretch over to there stretch. to the corners. Do you realize how many people, how many lives you're going to touch? I do. That's, that's why we chose the spot that we have, because all the world passes through there. It leads right up to the TWA concourse, and incidentally, the, the, the uh, presentation that was there two weeks ago. Presentation of? Of the, of the $65,000 from McDonnell Douglas. Mm -hmm. uh, the pilots, the stewardesses, there were many going back and forth, and they were just thrilled to death to see this. They made many beautiful remarks about it and how happy they were to, they knew about the past. Mm -hmm. They couldn't be flying in there and not know. And not know. But they were just happy. Several of them came up and said, it's about time. One young lady, a stewardess, told me that she was leaving for Honolulu shortly and that I'm going to talk about this all the way to Honolulu and back. Mm -hmm. I said, go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And many, many curiosity seekers who were there were just, they just, they were amazed. Yeah. Yes. We had three panels out there. When I went to see the Black Wings exhibit that's traveling to the country that is at uh, Jefferson Barracks now, I stood there in this room where there it was very hard to find, as I told you. And, and I knew I found a simple way, Sunday. Well. For someone who's used oh, to going no, out right. there, yes, it was hard to find. And I stood there in the room where there were very few people, and I thought, what a, what a shame. But you are now going to present the same thing for people who can't help 
but see it because they will be walking that way and I just even if they don't care they will yes they will see it but right. they they may care after they pass it uh, that's I hope so I really do that's and they will say oh my heavens I I didn't even realize that that this was missing that this happened and then oh, they'll have their children with I'm getting and that all the time that people don't really know that there were any they do not know mm -hmm. that there were any black pilots in World War II mm -hmm. and incidentally I spent well the night I visited the Aerospace Center it was a special night where my daughter was working here she does work for the Smithsonian and this was what and uh, what year when was I it? went this has been about five years ago. Uh, when the Black Wings was... Well, it was, had just been recently opened. put together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I left her, because she was manning a theater at the time, uh, to go and visit in there. I never liked it. I became an unofficial hostess because the thing that, that really affected me was that everybody who walked in this were, they were just in total amazement. I didn't know there were any black pops. That just came out on the lips of everybody, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it was, it, so I began to, I just began to introduce myself and talk to them about it, and they were very, it was, they were very receptive. All right. This, is there anything else you would like to, uh, I, I have one other question. When you would go to talk to these uh, businesses and, and ask for money. Mm -hmm. Were were they surprised that there was this something that some of them had never heard of? Actually, before? I don't know. They didn't. They covered. Well, I don't think that they just went on with the business at hand. There mm -hmm. was no expression of, about that. Mm -hmm. I also have presented the book, The Lonely Eagles, uh -huh. uh, to those those who have contributed. How nice! Yes, when I interviewed Charles White. Uh, I took home, or I went and got two books before I interviewed him that he had. Mm -hmm. Do you have the Lonely Eagles? I had. I gave them back to him. Oh, you but, did. But I'll I mean, they were his books. I will see that you get them. Oh, how nice! Thank and you. you can keep it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I would like to own it. Um, all right. Is there anything else you would like to say that has to do with with the mural? With the mural. Yes, I would simply like to say that within my heart, this has been an unbiased effort and I've met many wonderful people along the way and I hope to meet more and I do hope that that the, the fruition of this project will mean that it will be an, an enlightenment that will cause happy peaceful feelings among people thank you and I'm, and I'm sure you're planning uh, something when it does open. Oh yes, there will be a fanfare, but uh, that's yet to be put together. You okay. know, it takes oh. a lot. We have to have a plaque uh, commemorating those who have given in large sums. We want to do that to honor them. All right. Well, then we may be speaking again after well, we have, have, have it open. We'll McDonald is also making some more plans to help me. It won't be a financial thing, but they're planning to put a booklet together. Who is McDonald? McDonald Douglas. Uh, total, totally encompassing everything that's in the mural. Whereby 
I will have access to those booklets in large numbers, however I want to use them, oh. wherever I want to disperse it, at no expense to anybody but them. This is forthcoming. Oh, and they great. hope to bring it out by Black History Month. Mm -hmm. In February. And I'm so happy about that. Oh, that's that's because they have, I, I think I can get, I hope to get it in the school system, mm -hmm. for one thing. They said as many as many books as I want, they will always be accessible. Yeah. You saw something that was lacking, and you seized the opportunity, and you did it gracefully and with dignity, and I think it's wonderful. Um, now, as long as we're still here and the tape is running, I'd like to go back and pick up way back where we were before. You were involved in the Catholic Church. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the, your, did your children go to Catholic schools? No. They did not? No. I started one in there and it was a, I was just, <laughs> you know, there's so many holidays they have, days off, and here I am trying to work in two schools and, and then have kids at home and I couldn't do anything, so I just mm -hmm. put all my eggs in one basket and put my son in public school. Okay. I was really going to Not ask you long. to discuss the, you, did you teach, you were teaching? No. No, oh, mm -hmm. I thought you said involved in two schools. Well, your other two working children. at the school every day. You were a volunteer. As a parent, oh uh -huh. yes. Um, I was really going to ask you about the integration of the Catholic schools, but. Um, well, the only, th I can, I can tell you this, I was involved in uh, an effort called Bridges of Understanding. Bridges of Understanding? Bridges of Understanding. This is, stems from the, the, the uh, Catholic Church, and they ask the priests at each uh, church to choose five people who would then meet at Rosada Cane, and uh, they would discuss, they would have like a discussion in the beginning in the auditorium. Then from there you would disperse to rooms, after which each time you went to that same room with the same group of people mm -hmm. and uh, discussed feelings and plans and ideas and prejudices and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after, after those sessions were over, I think they lasted maybe about six weeks. Once a week we went. Then you brought it back to the church as a whole and had a group meeting and went over everything that transpired. Now, whether or not that helped, I couldn't answer that. Just hope it did. Uh, all right, Vesta, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your telling me and whoever will listen to these tapes uh, about your efforts and your success. And, uh,